Welcome to the Fit for Life 2020 podcast from Anna Long Presbyterian Church. This podcast will be available each Tuesday throughout May. For more information, please visit www.analongpc.org. Good evening and welcome to Fit for Life 2020. No matter what kind of day you've had, it's lovely that we can all join together, still our hearts and learn from God's word. This year, Fit for Life looks very different from what we're used to, but we still hope that you will feel encouraged and challenged by what our speakers share. So we're going to open in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for another week of Fit for Life and that we can come together and learn from your word in this way. Thank you for the ladies who have already spoken and for those who plan to, and for each and every person who is watching this evening. Lord, open our hearts as we join together and listen to our speakers share their thoughts on our chosen verse in which you have commanded us all to be strong and courageous, which seems so fitting in these strange and uncertain times. We ask all these things in your precious son's name. Amen. So our speaker for this evening is Lindsay Knight, who some of you may know better as Lindsay Gordon. Lindsay was born and raised in Anne Long and had previously attended Anne Long Presbyterian Church before moving to Armagh. We're very excited to hear what Lindsay has to say for us this evening. And after Lindsay's spoken, we have another delicious recipe lined up. And this recipe is going to be shared by Rosemary Pitts. And I've actually seen a wee sneaky peek of this recipe. And if you love chocolate, you're in for a treat. Enjoy. Hello ladies of Analog from the Orchard County of Armagh. I know it's not the Kingdom of Morn, but it's a good second best. And for me, it's home and has been for the last eight years or so um, when I got married and left Analog. Um, when I lived in Analog, there were a few things that I didn't appreciate um, as much as I did until I moved away. Um, but I was reminded of both. The last time I visited, that was over the St. Patrick's Day weekend, and the first is a sense of community. Um, even now when I visit, I stop to talk to more people in Analong than I do when I'm in Armagh and down to White. Um, the second one is probably really obvious, and that's the beautiful surroundings that you live in, the mountains and the sea right on your doorstep. And I'm sure many of you have been enjoying the blessings of both of these things um, during the lockdown period. And I'm really looking forward to a time whenever I can get back down um, to enjoy those things as well. Um, hopefully lots of you have had the opportunity to get out and enjoy those surroundings this evening. And you've been able to get out for your walk. Um, your Walk for Life committee have been really creative and really resourceful in putting all of this together. And I've certainly enjoyed seeing a few familiar faces over the last couple of weeks as I've tuned in. Um, and I've got the ingredients for Jane's hot Swiss trifle um, in my shopping list for next week. Um, so as I was thinking um, about your theme for this year and your verse, um, I began to think about women in the Bible who experienced God already there, who knew that he had gone ahead of them, that God was right there with them, and how knowing that strengthened them, gave them courage, and made a difference to how they thought about and how they lived their lives. One of those women was Hagar, and we find the story of Hagar in Genesis chapter 16 um, and later on again um, a bit more of the story in chapter 21. Um, I would encourage you now just to get your Bible um, and to follow along but for tonight we're just going to look at Genesis chapter 16 and um, breaking in at verse 7. Um, 
At this point in the story, Hagar is pregnant um, and she's run away from home. It's a complicated story, as so often many family situations in the Bible are. Um, Hagar's pregnancy isn't the result of some fairy tale romance and a happy marriage. She had, in fact, been a servant to another woman, um, Sarah, and was treated like property, treated poorly. Um, God had promised Abraham, Sarah's husband, um, that he would be a father to a great nation. But 10 years on after receiving this promise and an old age, he and Sarah hadn't had any children and they had lost faith in God fulfilling this promise for them. Um, so Sarah gives Hagar to her husband um, so that they could have a child through her. This was common enough practice at this point in history, um, but far from being the answer to Sarah and Abraham's problems, it creates many more and makes much, much things much worse for them. Abraham's solution to all of this um, is to allow Sarah to deal with Hagar as she pleases. Um, and we read that it is this that causes Hagar to flee because Sarah deals with her so harshly. Um, we get, we're going to begin reading then um, just at this point at chapter 16, the very end of verse 6. The angel of the Lord found her by a spring of water in the wilderness, the spring on the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, servant of Sarah, where have you come from? And where are you going? She said, I am fleeing from my mistress, Sarai. The angel of the Lord said to her, Return to your mistress and submit to her. The angel of the Lord also said to her, I will surely multiply your offspring so that they cannot be numbered for the multitude. And the angel of the Lord said to her, Behold, you are pregnant and shall bear a son. You shall call his name Ishmael, because the Lord has listened to your affliction. He shall be a wild donkey of a man, his hand against everyone, and everyone hand against him. And he shall dwell over against all his kinsmen. So he called the name of so she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. For she said, Truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Therefore the well was called Beer Lahairoi. It lies between Kadesh and Baird. And Hagar bore Abraham a son. And Abraham called the name of his son, whom Hagar bore, Ishmael. Abraham was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abraham. So there is a lot we could think about um, in this passage, but I just want to share a few thoughts, things that really jumped out to me as I made my way through it. The first thing I was struck by was that God meets Hagar in the wilderness, right where she is at. With two little girls at home, there are times when I really struggle um, to find that peaceful part of the day, to spend time with God without distraction. This passage really encourages me um, that God doesn't only meet us um, in those ideal quiet times, um, but is available to us at every moment um, of the chaos as well. Um, God isn't put off by Hagar's brokenness, by her complicated circumstances or by her sin. Nor does he wait for her to get everything sorted out or to get everything cleaned up before he steps in to meet with her. Often there are things in our lives um, that keep us apart from God, sin that we're ashamed of, a hurt where we've been wronged by someone else. Um, maybe you've even thought about becoming a Christian, but think that you would need to get your life changed and sorted out before you could do that. Do you know, that's not what the gospel says. Um, Jesus died and paid the price for the punishment of our sin 
so that we could be forgiven and come to God just as we are. In John chapter 6 and verse 37, Jesus' promise is this. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me, I will never cast out. One of the other things that I noticed um, was how God asks Hagar a question and invites her to talk to him about her problem. The angel of the Lord asks, Hagar, servant of Sarai, where have you come from? Where are you going? I thought this was really interesting. God already knows where Hagar has come from and makes that clear by referring to her as Hagar, servant of Sarah. But by asking her the question, he causes Hagar to stop, to take stock and to consider what she will to do, what she will do next, but to do that with God. Wouldn't things be so different if we did that? If instead of avoiding and running from our difficulties or trying to work them out by ourselves on our own, instead of that, if we received God's invitation to talk to him, to pray and to seek his guidance. Often God's answer to our prayers might not be what we expect or even what we would want. Mm -hmm. Um, But God is good and can be trusted. God tells Hagar to return to the situation that she had fled from. It wouldn't be an easy thing to do. But God assures Hagar and he knows about her struggles. He says, the Lord has listened to your affliction. And he promises to protect her and to protect her unborn son. For the mummies watching, be encouraged. God is concerned about you and about your children. Twelve years later, we see how God steps in again to look after Hagar and her son Ishmael when they are thrown out into the wilderness. And in this meeting, God calls to Hagar from heaven and he tells her, fear not, over and over again. God consistently tells his people not to be afraid. Jessica reminded reminded us last week um, of how Joshua was faced with what seemed like an impossible task of leadership. And God commanded him not to be frightened because God would be with him. Do you know that same promise remains for us? In 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7, God says, For God give us a spirit, not of fear, but of power and love. And self-control. The last thing in this passage that I want us to think about was how Hagar's encounter with God changes her. Verse 13 says, so she called the name of the Lord who spoke to her. You are a God of seeing. For she said, truly here I have seen him who looks after me. Hagar responds in worship to God. She is filled with awe and wonder That she, a servant, someone not treated well by others, someone who hadn't been valued by the people around her, she had been in God's presence. Hagar learned that God had not forgotten her, but that he had saw her and that he would look after her. Maybe this evening you too need to hear that God sees you, that he loves you, that he is compassionate towards you and that he cares for you. Experiencing these truths strengthened Hagar. And in obedience, she was able, with God's help, to return to Sarah and to Abraham and fulfil the plan that God had had for her and her son Ishmael. So I hope the story of Hagar will give us all renewed hope 
and desire to seek God in every area of our life, in every area of our lives, and to bring any problems or difficulties that we might experience to Him. For you, that might be physical or mental health, a difficult relationship, a sadness that very few other people know anything about. Maybe you're not happy with your appearance or you have stresses at work. Maybe stresses about your children or worries for elderly parents. Let's be honest, we are women. We like to multitask, so we probably have at least one and more of these. But tonight, can I encourage you? Ask the question, where have you come from? And where are you going? Be sure that you have accepted God's invitation to meet you where you are at. He's already there in our present, in our future. Be encouraged. Our God is a compassionate God. He sees you. When you call to him, he hears you. You don't have to fear. But through the power of Jesus' death on the cross, you can be forgiven, renewed and receive strength for each and every day. Stay safe, ladies, and I hope to see lots of you again before too long. Bye. Here are three things to think about during this week from Lindsay's talk. Jesus died and paid the price for our sin so that we could be forgiven and we can come to God wherever we are and just as we are. Our God is compassionate. He sees us and cares for us. In the midst of our struggles, God invites us to meet with him, to pray and to seek his guidance. With God on our side, we don't have to fear. In Christ we are forgiven, renewed and we can receive help and strength for each and every day. It's time for our recipe of the week. Provided this evening by Rosemary Puss. Hi and welcome to the recipe spot. This week I'm going to make chocolate amaretti cake. There's four things you need to know about this. It's very, very easy to make. It's very delicious, it's a bit of a treat. Um, it can be made one or two days in advance and it will keep incredibly well for a week. So, here goes. You pop your oven on um, to 180 or gas mark 4. I have prepared an 8 inch 20 centimetre tin that will pop up one which makes it easy to get the cake out. I've lined the bottom with greaseproof paper and I've buttered the sides. Then you need 150 grams of a good quality chocolate. Um, you pop this into a bowl and put it over a saucepan of simmering water, just making sure the bottom doesn't touch the water. And then you can let that gently melt while you prepare the rest of your cake. Next you place um, 50 grams of amaretti biscuits, 100 grams of flaked almonds, 175 grams of castor sugar and the finely grated zest of one orange into your food processor. Um, I just have to say at this point you don't need a food processor. You can do this just in a, in a bowl. You can substitute the flaked almonds for ground almonds and you can bash up your amaretti biscuits 
stick them in a plastic bag and use your rolling pin and just add the ingredients as I'm doing here. So you give that a whiz, um, don't whiz it too much, leave it just that it's a wee bit gritty because it leaves a lovely bite to your cake. When you've done that, then you add another 100 grams of butter and four well-beaten eggs and you whisk that up together. Final whizzing is the melted chocolate once it's cooled down a little bit. Then you pour your mixture into the prepared tin. You pop it into the oven for about 35 minutes. It should puff up a little bit and maybe crack around the edges, but that's fine. Take it out of the oven, let it sit for about 15 minutes um, and take it out of its tin. You then dust it with icing sugar or cocoa powder and that is it. Very easily made, very delicious and serve it maybe with a little bit of creme fraiche on the side. It is really good. So enjoy. Thank you, Rosemary, for sharing that chocolate amaretti cake with us this evening. It looks absolutely delicious. And thank you, Lindsay, for sharing a message from God's Word. As you take your daily exercise this week, can I encourage you to reflect on what you have heard this evening? But God is already there. He is in our present and he is in our future. God meets us as we are, wherever we are, and he will never leave us. If you would like to re-watch this broadcast, you can do so via the Anna Long Presbyterian Church YouTube channel, or alternatively, you can download an MP3 audio file from the church website. You can also download that delicious recipe from the church website as well. Can I encourage you to send a photograph of the recipe into your Facebook page, or alternatively, email it to the Reverend McCullough. It's been lovely to see what you've been making over this last few weeks. If you know of someone who is unable to join us because they do not have access to YouTube, please let Alison Campbell, Karen Stewart or the Reverend McCullough know and they can ensure that a DVD is with them so that they can watch along with us each Tuesday evening at 8pm. Thank you so much for joining with us this evening. We really hope you have been encouraged and challenged by what you have seen and heard. Next week will be our final Fit for Life of 2020, so can we encourage you to meet with us again, same time, same place. After the prayer, you will have an opportunity to listen to Sovereign Over Us by Rachel Hutchinson, and this is a song that has been chosen for us by Lindsay, who gave our talk tonight. Let us pray.
Dear Lord, we thank you that you are always with us. We thank you that you are already there and that you want to meet us as we are, wherever we are. Please be with us all in the coming weeks and draw us close to you. In particular, we want to think about those in leadership in the church, our healthcare workers and our children, parents and teachers as they continue with homeschooling. In Jesus' name, Amen. Sanctifying us and beyond.
Thank you for listening and we hope that this has been an encouragement to you. Join us again next Tuesday evening for our final meeting of Fit for Life 2020 from Analong Presbyterian Church. You can download this podcast from our website at www.analongpc.org.